I apologize for this episode coming out a couple days later than I had planned, if anyone was counting on it or waiting for it or anything. Had a bit of a chaotic weekend, and I relocated, so I'm in a different environment, so the sound quality will probably be different, and also it got pushed back a day for the same reason that the sound quality will be different. This one's a bit of a long one already, so I probably won't add as much extra commentary as I usually do, but that's because I really went balls deep into this one. I got a little bit obsessive, and I just needed to know about why it exists, it being the legend of Bloody Mary. My main interest while doing the research for this one was trying to figure out whether the ritual, like the game, you know, came first or later after the legend. It came to my attention that it was possible that the game was based off of an older tradition and that people just became dorks and made up a story behind it and therefore created the Bloody Mary legend. And then also I just wanted to know why the ritual is what it is and why it varies depending on where you are and who tells you about it and why the stories are always a little bit different depending on who tells it. So hopefully we answer some questions. The legend of Bloody Mary is among the most well-known urban legends in the United States. Bloody Mary's story is an integral part of ghost story hour around campfires or at childhood sleepover parties. Games of truth or dare often lead to one member of the party alone in the bathroom chanting Bloody Mary into the mirror with either arrogant skepticism or absolute terror. Oh my god, I'm doing this in front of a mirror. Am I brave or an idiot? We'll find out. If I start screaming in the middle of this podcast, just know I lived well. So the legend appears in countless forms of popular culture, including television shows, movies, even in comic books. Many people's cousins, friends, older brothers, ex-girlfriends have come face to face with this apparition. Because she's so widely recognized, it seemed like any look into her or her story would be redundant, because everybody already knows about the poor girl who died a tragic death and has found herself trapped in the mirror. As it turns out, there's a great deal more to her story than what we're usually told when we're children, and her origins are more interesting than the modern retellings suggest. So the story of Bloody Mary's been tied into the legends of the Vanishing Hitchhiker and La Llorona, the Weeping Woman, who I also will probably talk about at some point. And scholars of folklore have found many connections between all of the stories involving mysterious female specters, and it's speculated that many of them have evolved from one another over time. What sets Mary apart from other entities in folklore and popular myth is the ritual associated with her. Scholars analyzing the legend of Bloody Mary have failed to answer one important question. Much like the chicken and the egg motif, it isn't known whether the story of Bloody Mary gave birth to the ritual, or if the ritual created the backstory of the tormented spirit. One interesting point concerning this ritual is that it's most often performed by young girls. According to several studies done on the subject, those who take part in the Bloody Mary game, or ritual, 
are almost always girls aged 7 to 12. What makes this legend so girl-centric, and where did it come from in the first place? The ritual itself has countless variations depending on who you ask about it. The practice is generally centered around a mirror and a dark room. Most often, it takes place in a bathroom specifically. Many individuals questioned about their experiences say that they took part in the ritual while at school, where it would be performed in the girls' restroom. Some descriptions involve more than one girl pricking their fingers and pressing the blood droplets together before chanting into the mirror. Other times, one girl gets locked alone in the room and recites the words alone, while the rest of the group waits outside the door. One major variation that pops up is in the words that are supposed to be said into the mirror. Some people say that you're supposed to just say Bloody Mary three times, just her name. Some say it has to be repeated 10 times, or 13 times, 100 times, some people even say 43 times. The significance of these numbers is unknown, and there is little to explain why the number of times it's to be said changes depending on who you ask. The words themselves are also very different depending on what part of the country is being examined, and oftentimes the difference has to do with the alleged true name of the apparition. It can be the phrase, I believe in Mary Worth, Mary Wales, I believe in you, or even more intricate incantations such as, Bloody Mary, show your fright, show your fright the starry night. Despite the different forms this ritual takes, one aspect remains the same the appearance of a scarred or bloody woman in the mirror. Scholars have sought to answer the question of whether the legend or the ritual came first by analyzing the different variations of the game, but have formed no consensus on the matter. This only strengthens the draw of the mystery. If the details of the ritual could not bring any clarity to the matter, perhaps the details of the legends could. There are as many different versions of the legend circulating as there are ritual practices, unfortunately. The saturation of different stories makes it extremely difficult to pinpoint which could be the original tale of Bloody Mary. They range from simple explanations that have survived among the youth of small communities, to exaggerated historical tales, to more probable but unverified true crime stories. To find the common threads and hopefully solve this mystery, scholars have sifted through many of these different renditions of the popular tale. One of the most common legends of Bloody Mary says that she was originally named Mary Worth. This version describes her as a young woman with a scarred face who lived in Massachusetts during the 17th century. The witch craze, if you will. She lived her life in shame because of the scars which had disfigured her, and she spent her time alone or with a shawl covering much of her face. The children of the town would follow her and taunt her for her ugliness as she walked, calling after her, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, you know how kids do, adding to her shame. She was eventually hanged as a witch during one of the witch crazes, which swept the region. It is said that shortly after her execution, the children tried to summon her spirit back by chanting Bloody Mary into a mirror. She then appeared and scratched all of their faces so that they would suffer like she had. This explanation provides reason enough for an angry spirit, but fails to offer an explanation for the use of a mirror during the first conjuring. Perhaps the mirror is significant because the point of the tale is that she was ugly, and maybe it's something about beauty that brought the mirror into it? That kind of makes sense for this story. 
Another version of the legend says that there was a beautiful woman named Mary Wales, who was the victim of a vehicle accident while she was out hitchhiking alone one night. It's said that her ghost is tied to the spot where she was killed and left to die, so she tries to hitchhike home. Unfortunately, she can't go far from where her ghost is tethered, and she disappears and finds herself back at the spot of her death. This version of the story is one that ties her in with the legend of the vanishing hitchhiker. Her anger about the circumstances of her death, and how she was abandoned by the driver to die alone, makes her into a malevolent spirit. Children can supposedly summon her through a mirror by chanting, Mary Wales, I believe in you. This provides another reason for an angry spirit, and the manner of death makes the addition of the word bloody make more sense than the previously examined story. Once again, however, the mirror doesn't seem to hold any relevance, especially not since she's apparently tied to where she was hit by a car. Another story uh, says that she's the spirit of a horrible queen who murdered young girls throughout her reign. This is likely a misconception concerning Mary I of England, the daughter of Henry VIII, who was nicknamed Bloody Mary. Her nickname is the same, but she earned that alias because of her tendency to brutally persecute peasants who questioned her. Aside from the name, she has nothing in common with the Bloody Mary of the other legends. Elizabeth Bathory is said to have bathed in the blood of virgin girls in an attempt to preserve her youth, and it's likely that this story is a misunderstanding that combines the two historic figures. Both definitely bitchy queens. Not not seeing the relevance to the to the ritual though, for either of them really. None of the origin stories, really none that are readily available, aptly explain the meaning of the mirror in the ritual. Analysis of the stories and variations of the rituals gives little information concerning which origin story is most probable. Because the mirror doesn't seem to appear in any of the stories, it's possible that the ritual came first. According to works published by the University of Kentucky and Oxford University, the ritual of Bloody Mary may have evolved from an old divination practice. The divination ritual required that a young woman hold a candle in one hand and a small mirror in the other. She would then walk backward up a flight of stairs while looking into the mirror. It is said that she would eventually see the image of her future husband in the reflection, or she would see a human skull or an image of the Grim Reaper. If she saw a skull or the Reaper, it meant that she was doomed to die before finding her true love. If this ritual did indeed give birth to the legend of Bloody Mary, the mirror and the dark room are explained. With this divination ritual in mind, the fact that this ritual is most common among girls around the age of early puberty makes more sense. Almost everyone in the US knows about Bloody Mary regardless of their age or gender or whatever, but the studies do indicate that young girls are the predominant participants in the ritual. It is possible that this practice evolved over time and traveled across the country without enough explanation or backstory to satisfy those who sought to participate. It is easy to see where stories about a, a beautiful young woman dying a bloody death before she could find love or live her life could be woven as a reason to perform the ritual. It instills a fear of an early death or of being unable to marry and bear children among young women who may be pressured by society to believe that those things are of utmost importance. The imagination of young people is powerful, and a story like one of a scorned witch could 
quickly caused the ancient divination ritual to transform into what it is today. Folklorists have been working to uncover the mysteries of Bloody Mary since the 1970s. While none have come to a complete conclusion about the origins and meanings of the ritual or of the stories, other important notes have been uncovered. Psychoanalysis of the rituals brings a lot to light about the fears and feelings experienced by pubescent and prepubescent girls. Folklorist Janet Langlois, hope I pronounced that right, suggested that the mirror represents the stress of young girls who are becoming more aware of their appearance and how they are perceived by others. The cultural and social influences which are beginning to assert pressure and beauty standards upon girls at this age can explain the imagery and the significance of reflections in the practice. The appearance of a scarred and ugly young woman over their reflection could have evolved from common pervasive feelings of self-doubt and negative self-image among girls. It has been suggested that this ritual is just an American version of the many rituals around the world that are performed when a girl experiences her first menstrual cycle, which could explain the name Bloody Mary. These social and psychological factors may only account for the interest that girls take in the already existing legend and ritual, however. Because boys have also been known to take part in the activity, only less often, it isn't a girl-exclusive piece of culture, but it could make sense of why girls tend to participate so much more regularly. So I'm not sure exactly what I believe, but it seems to me that the tradition or the game, or whatever you'd like to call it, the ritual, is probably relatively old and maybe started, like a couple of the scholars suggested, as a way for young girls to entertain themselves by trying to figure out who they're gonna marry, or if they're gonna be able to get married, or what their life is gonna be like. It reminds me a lot of a game that I was taught by kids at school when I was really little, where we would take an apple and hold on to the stem, and we'd spin the apple, and every time the, the apple spun around, we would say the next letter in an alphabet. So it would be A, spin, B, spin, so on and so forth until the stem broke off. And I was told that whatever letter the stem breaks off at is the first letter of your future husband's name. So that a story of the method of divination where they were looking in the mirror trying to see their future husband's face was kind of cute to me because it seemed a lot like that. Definitely a little bit more ceremonial than just spinning an apple around, but you know. And what the scholars suggested about kids having wild imaginations and just coming up with something also rings true to me. And if a couple of kids came up with the idea that one time Maybe a girl wasn't able to get married because she was too ugly and now she's pissed off and if you call her she's gonna come kick your ass because she's gonna be jealous that you're gonna get married or jealous that you're beautiful or something like that. If, if someone came up with that out of nowhere, everyone would think that was super interesting and there's no way that wouldn't get told around. So it seems to me like that 
is a pretty rational explanation for the development of the whole Bloody Mary thing. It is also really cool that uh, the stories all tie in together with other Lady Spectres. I have a big thing for Lady Spectres. They're just always so cool. And tragic. I was actually really surprised when researching this to find that there wasn't a, a super tragic legend about Bloody Mary. Because she's definitely one of the gnarliest uh, Lady Spectres in urban legends, you know? Trapped in a in a mirror world, coming out and ripping, ripping girls' faces off. That's intense. That was pretty sad to hear that, like, the most dramatic story was just of an ugly witch getting hanged. Which is, it's terrible and it's sad, but it wasn't, it wasn't as exciting as I was led to believe, you know? I would be interested to hear other people's thoughts on this because I'm still not certain and I'm still slightly obsessed with the whole thing. So if there's a way to comment or if you know me in person and have my number, like, I'm totally down to talk about Bloody Mary all day, every day. Or if you would like to follow my Patreon, I have a link to that that I'll put down there in the in the description. The patronage helps keep me actually doing this, and it's something that I really love. I'm, I really love folklore and mythology and urban legends and how it affects culture and society and people on a personal level and all of that. It's just my favorite. I love having a reason to research this stuff. And I do plan to eventually actually get around to uh, coming up with cool things to give my patrons, just to give back a little bit because, well, I, because I love you. My love language is, is small gifts, sentimental gifts. And I've also got like a Twitter and a TikTok and all that. I'll, I'll add my social links down below, along with the references. There are actually several this time, I think. At least a few. I feel like I had something else to say, but I've clearly forgotten it, so it must not have been too important. If I think of it later, I'll say it in the next episode, or I'll put it in the description. Later, nerds. <laughs>